0: What's going on, people? How are we doing? Hello and welcome to the Goon and Talk back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Royal Reaction Series where we react to the latest Arsenal news, transfers, reactions, stuff, lots of stuff about Arsenal. And the hair has been cut. It's so, so good to feel just without the mullet. The mullet is gone. Look at this. Look, looking proper medway I am today. Proper Medway. <laughs> Absolutely buzzing about that. The miss has done a good job, did not she? She's done a good job. She's done a good job, if you know what I mean. Um, but really appreciate all of the support over the last few days. Channel has done really, really well in regards to comments and people showing their support. And as we talked about yesterday, um, with a lot of stuff that obviously went down. Hearing your guys' support and the positivity that's come out of of some of the comments and seeing people turn things around and really kind of talking to people in a different way, it's been great to see. Uh, And that's one of the things we really want to promote on the channel is positive vibes, positive talking, and getting people talking to each other in a much, much better way. And that we feel has definitely been achieved in a short space of time and hopefully it's going to continue and this audience that we have grown on the channel has been great and we want to keep it going that way we are going to have a debate a discussion a topic of real kind of not controversy but questions questions arise from this topic about this player and whether or not he should come to Arsenal or not I've got my thoughts I'm sure you've got yours we're going to get into those and more in just a second So, uh, Ashraf Hakimi, uh, the Moroccan international fullback, wingback, right winger—however uh, you want to call him—he uh, is an interesting player and one that Arsenal have been linked to previously. Before he ended up moving uh, to Inter Milan from Real Madrid, and one that we've been linked to more recently. To give you kind of an it- uh, uh, kind of an insight, I suppose, on his situation. He signed for Inter Milan for a significant fee, a fee in which Inter Milan are seemingly struggling to pay back to Real Madrid. It was discussed that this deal would be paid over certain segments. And if you've kept on to date with kind of the Inter Milan situation with the owner, with the buying process with them being kind of bought out and that's falling through and they're looking for more buyers. It's basically a really perilous financial situation for Inter Milan right now, one which they really need to do something about and One of the things that they could do is to sell uh, Ashraf Hakimi, um, and that is a player that a lot of people like, a player that a lot of people really, really want to kind of see at the Emirates and see replace Hector Bellerin. I want to get your thoughts. Let me know what you feel, what you think about this player, and if you think he's someone that Arsenal should be looking to go for. I'll give you my thoughts. i I am less enthusiastic around the idea. there's a number of reasons. One is the system problem. Inter Milan play a completely different system to Arsenal, a system which is a, a three at the back, a system which uses Hakimi very much for his attacking threat. That's not to say he can't defend, but it's saying that that side of his game is an area that is significantly, in my view, weaker than what he does in the final third. Attacking down that right flank, crossing the balls into the box. They're going to be really key. We're going to have a look at some of the statistics of of him in just a second to get kind of an idea around him as a player. He would be expensive still because the fee that Inter Milan pay for, sorry, for, uh, for him to come from Real Madrid means that... They would want a serious fee just a season and a bit later, uh, two seasons later, to really kind of you know, feel like that they're going to get uh, the money back and be able to pay Real Madrid back. They're not going to take anything less than what they paid for a minimum, which was significantly over the likes of 30 to 40 plus million quid it was a a very expensive deal so when we're looking at what Arsenal are capable of in the summer are we really going to be looking to spend that amount of money on a on a right-sided fullback or a white wing back or whatever you want to call him are we really going to be looking to spend that amount of money because I really struggle to think that Arsenal would go out and spend that amount of money unless somehow we got the uh, the money in for him and I'm I'm not so sure. We're going to have a few thoughts about some of other alternative players that we could have a look at. But I want to hear your thoughts on Hakimi. So get those thoughts into the chat box. Matt G says, it's a no from me. I see Hakimi as similar to Trent at Liverpool. Trent is able to bomb up and down because he had Virgil van Dijk behind him. So so his defensive frailties haven't been shown until this season, which is a very, very good point um Dan Roberts says do you think that Hakimi is similar to Lamptey honestly I think the whole analysis and assumptions around Tarek Lamptey are way premature we've barely seen this guy play he's played a few games he's got injured and he's not played too much this season the first half of the season when we really saw Lamptey play he looked like it was bombing up the right hand side and doing really well there but I think we need more we need more evidence from this guy to suggest that Lamptey is going to be kind of the next thing on that side I I am less kind of inclined to believe that to be the case. uh, Mr. Joe Curse, I think think his performance as an actual right-back is his weakest. We need someone, in my opinion, who is a consistent and high-caliber defender who can add to the attack, not the opposite. Uh, Superman says Emerson from Real Betis because we can afford him over Hakimi he would be considerably less money than what Hakimi is but the issue with the Emerson situation is that with Real, uh, sorry, with Barcelona being able to buy him from Betis for a very minimal sub 10 million euro fee they probably may want to keep him I know they've invested in Sergino Des but Des can play in multiple positions and it's never bad to sign a really decent player and have them play off against one another with Sergio Roberto maybe coming to the end of his time at the club, or, being moved back into the more midfield role in which he developed it. So there's options for Barcelona and whether Arsenal go in and get Emerson, I think he would be one of my top one, two, three choices, don't get me wrong. But I think it's a really difficult deal to get done. But I like your head in terms of where it is thinking. Uh, peanut Butter Jelly Time says, you don't think Emerson might be a better one for us? Yes, I, as I said, I think I think he is for sure. Uh, Canoe says, uh, we still got Callum and Cedric, so no thank you. And I know that a lot of people will go, Cedric or Chambers, are you mad? That, that's not really what we're talking about because the issues with Arsenal right now is that we need to improve in certain positions on the pitch. Yes, you would say right back is one, but it's far down that list. And we need to be investing in positions where we really are, ha- we really kind of failing to have that cover. Cedric at right back is a competent player. He's solid. He's now a Portuguese international once again after being recalled to the squad, and he's done really well in his performance. When he showed, he got an assist, of course, too. I, I'm fine with Cedric being that option for the short term, and then we can invest maybe next in 2022 onto a full time right back. If Dellerin goes, then maybe we've got more of a decision to make. But you've also got some youngsters that are there. I'll say Tutu, of course, has, has been injured quite a bit when he was at Cardiff, has come back. Um, but there's a lot of kind of high thoughts around him and whether he could be an option. But I just feel like the money needs to go into somewhere different. Uh, Naki says, uh, I will love Hakimi at Arsenal. Very fast and very attacking. I'm just concerned about his defending. Uh, Juan Felipe Palacio Rivera says, Does Kieran have a right footed brother? That's what I mean. You, I know you joke, but the idea is, is that we would have someone as good as Kieran on the right hand side. That's the dream. That's the best situation for us is that we can have someone that's as good as Kieran is on our right hand side. Uh, Michael Headley says, Hakimi would be too expensive. Uh, and Dan points out that we've also got Norton Cuffey and Alabiyusu uh, at the club in the youngsters as well. Let's go and have a look at uh, Hakimi's statistics. Let me go them up on the screen for you. I believe it is this one. It is indeed. Here we go. Um, so we can have a look at his defensive side of his game. Now, one thing that did shock me was actually how competent his defensive duels side of his game is. 6.9 per game, winning 61.2%. And that's very good. The issue I have is this losses side of thing, 9.06 losses, which is higher uh, quite a bit higher in fact than Bellerin's losses uh during these during the per 90 this is across the average of this season and recoveries are significantly lower and I quite like to see when the recoveries are much not much higher but nearly as high and if not a bit higher than the losses section so that that concerns me just the three interceptions that's lower than Bellerin too. Um, So that's something to consider about. Now, the attacking sense of his game is what's impressive. It's what we like him for. 3.92 dribbles per match, 62% success rate on those dribbles. 4.5 crosses per game is an incredibly high amount. 3.22 touches into the penalty area. 6.9 offensive duels, with over 50% of those being won. 2.34 progressive runs is also really solid, too. There's some really good stuff from Hakimi this season in terms of his actual numbers. Seven goals, nine assists is really, really good from an attacking sense. There's absolutely no doubt about it. This guy has world-class quality when going forwards. He's excellent in all of those areas. This is across all competitions. So if we go to Serie A, six goals and four assists. If we look at the defensive side of his game, just in Serie A, it slightly dips, 6.86 defensive duels of 59.7% of those being won, uh, but the losses are still incredibly high. And this is, this is the problem, is that when he's playing in this right-side position, in the 3-5-2 that Antonio Conte wants to deploy. Defensively, he's covered. He's got the players behind him, De skinnier, uh, Skriniar, etc. So you've got those good players there. It's just whether or not you can risk playing him as a right-back at Arsenal. Let's have a look at his passing. Uh, let's have a look overall, and then we'll go into Serie A. Um, so 81, 81.2% passing accuracy is, is not too high. Um, Low 80s, you want to see towards mid to high 80s, really, um, in terms of a passing accuracy, at Arsenal. Maybe it would be higher if he was at Arsenal. Just 2.92 passes into the final third. He's someone that prefers to get up into the final third rather than actually being the one that plays that ball in behind and then get the passes into the penalty area, which are higher at 4.01, 58.3% accuracy. is also very good in that area. But forward to backward passes, you may be interested to see that that ratio is negative. He plays the ball backwards more than he does forwards. And I know for a lot of people, Arsenal fans especially, that's a bit of a gripe. People aren't big fans of seeing players pass the ball backwards more than they do forwards. So I think that may surprise a few people in regards to where and how he's passing the ball. Let's have a look at Justin Serial then. So obviously the passing accuracy goes down a little bit further, as does the passes into the final third, getting a little, maybe a little bit higher. I just need to go and check that double quick. Uh, So slightly lower, as you probably would expect there. Passing into penalty area significantly dropped to below four, um, but still decent at 3.63 with 54.4% passing accuracy there. Uh, And his forward passes are ever so slightly higher now than the backward passes. But that is a concern. And 73.7% of the forward passes going and reaching their target. Less than 75% of those forward passes, that concerns me. It concerns me a lot. His XA is very good, though, at 5.23 XA, going down to 0.24 XA uh, expected assists per game is, is good, and I do appreciate that. Um, it's just, for me, it's a bit of a problem. It's just a bit of a problem so far. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box Then uh, Ed says, every opponent seems to attack our right side. Assuming we can't afford a fully developed, well-rounded right-back due to other needs, I'd want a defensively leaning right-back to alternate with Cedric. Chambers. Is Chambers the guy that could be like that? Uh, Wilson says, which right-back do you prefer? Max Aaron's or Hakimi? I would I would probably lean towards Max Aaron's one because I think he'd be cheaper. He's a homegrown player. He's playing in the Championship and has played in the Premier League too. He's got that experience, and I'd be interesting to see kind of Max Aaron's is um, his defensive statistics. And in fact, you know what? Why don't we have a look at Max Aaron's defensive statistics? It's something that we can do. We pay for Y Let's use it. So let's have a look uh, at this season specifically. Let's go defensive. Let's go Championship. Um, Defensive jewels 4.4, 61.7%, which is a higher percentage than uh, Hakimi in the uh in in kind of the league way of looking at things. Uh the recoveries are slightly higher in comparison to the losses being a little bit lower. Still though the losses are higher um, than the recoveries, which I know for a forward-thinking right back is not what you see. But what's different here is this heat map. You look at the heat map, and I'll show you again Hakimi's in a second. Take note of how far back that that red kind of thing's in our own half on the left-hand side of the pitch there, how much more disciplined he is. I'll throw back onto Hakimi for you now, and I'll show you the difference between those two because Hakimi's is significantly more forward-thinking um, Than what Aaron's is. Aaron's obviously playing in a different system at Norwich. But let's have a look at this. Look at the considerably less intense heat map on that left-hand side for Hakimi. So Max Aaron's for me. I think I would probably go um, with him with the Englishman at the right back. So there you go. Um, Wilson says, "Do you think Lampsi would be a good signing for Arsenal?" Uh, I, as I said before, I don't. I genuinely don't know. I don't. I haven't seen enough of him. I haven't seen enough of Lampsi to know if he's the right choice. Um, Manoush says, I'd rather have Lamptey instead of Hakimi. Michael Headley says, with the Invincibles, we had Lauren on the right back, uh, on the right for more defensive stability. Having two attacking fullbacks leaves us and our centre-backs vulnerable. So I prefer a move to a defensive-minded right back. Now, I don't want to get into this idea that, that, that we, I, I'm not as keen on the idea of a defensive-minded right back. I'm on the kind of fence of the whole being an all-rounded right back a right-back that can get up the other end of the pitch and can get back and defend. I want to see a Kieran Tierney on the right. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm striving for. That's what I want to see Arsenal go for if we do invest in a right-back. I don't want to see someone that's way more attacking or way more defending. I want to see someone that can do both. I want to see someone that can do both to a good level. And that's hard to find. I think the ones that are out there that are... Emerson is a really good side. I th- still think he kind of leans more towards the attacking side of things, but his defensive side of his game is very good. Nordi Mukiele to RB Leipzig. Why would he leave RB Leipzig for Arsenal? I know, I get that. I, hear, I can hear Drew's echoing in my mind. Um, but why, but why, why would he leave? Well, maybe we could offer him something that RB Leipzig can and can't in terms of money. Maybe we can get Champions League football with the Europa League next season in terms of winning it. Maybe. There's lots of ifs, buts, and maybes, and until the end of the season, and we know where we're at for next season, there's going to be a lot of questions, and maybe there's going to even be more questions depending on where we finish, and we're going to do a lot of tactical breakdown shows on positions and players and right-backs and left-backs and strikers and centre-backs and centre-mids and cams and everything. We're going to look at it all, so make sure you're subscribed so you get all of that content when it comes out. The rebrand is coming soon. The relaunch is coming soon. I've actually received today... The uh, first draft of the intro videos, and they are looking at Chef's Kiss. They are looking, oh, so good. So so good. Can't wait to actually show you. Uh, Cesar says, Cash, Matty Cash at Aston Villa is a really good option. Someone that would cost a significant amount now he's played a season in the Premier and they've just bought him after one season. And he's, yeah, it would be expensive. Villa wouldn't let him go easy. And I think that could be a sticking point. But if you want to get the good players, you've got to play the good money. That's how it goes. Zumi to says, Tom got a haircut lol. Looks like that Albert photoshop works. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not bad. It's not bad. She did well. Uh, JMS is Miquiele is great defensively, but his attacking game is lacking. It's always about kind of finding that that balance. As I said, Emerson more leans towards the attacking. Miquiele leans towards the... I don't think it lacks. I-, I think that's a bit harsh, but I think it's certainly like, you know, it's, it's, it's not as developed as you, as you would say, like an uh, an Ellery one. Uh, you want to see Bellerin stats. Let's have a look at Bellerin stats. Let's do that because um, I see that you guys want to see what Bellerin's got. So let's have a look at Bellerin, see how he's getting on this season, which is, he's struggling, it's fair to say. On the surface, anyway, we'd see that. Um, so let's go defensive-minded. So Defensive Jules is winning 49.7%, which is less than Hakimi. That's a concern. 5.7 defensive duels being done on average per game. 7.62 losses to 6.90 recoveries. Now, that is better. That's better. As you see how close those two are to one another and you saw how far apart Hakimi's was and how far apart um, Aaron's was, that's better. Like So we can have, we can give in all the stick in the world, but when you see those losses and recovery stats get closer to each other... That's a good thing, um, especially. But the, the problem is, is if you actually look at the losses, 43.8% of Bellerin's losses are in his own heart. That's a problem. And that's been an issue this season, is he's been making too many mistakes. And that's why a lot of people feel he's got more interceptions than Hakimi does. That is really a problem. But it's his attacking side of his game that used to be so well known for that he's not really getting. If we look at the goals and assists, one goal, two assists, far below what we've seen from Hakimi this season. Uh, 2.66 crosses per match with only a 36.7% accuracy. Only two dribbles being made per game with 58.3, all lower than Hakimi. Um, Offensive duels, 3.58, very, very low. 47.2% of those being won. 1.72 touches in the penalty area. He has been so much more reserved this season. And if we have a look at his heat map, while he does have more intensity than Hakimi in the defensive half, his offensive heat map I I don't know what it is but you can tell from the yellow and the lacking in red that we saw with Hakimi is that he doesn't get enough he doesn't get up the end of the uh, the other end of the pitch enough for our liking. If We have a quick look at how Lamptey's got on this season on that side. Uh let's go and have a look at his stats very quickly. Uh this season so defensive side of his game. Uh, nearly seven duels, better than Bellerin, and he's winning more of them too. That's impressive. This is per 90, so he's only played what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 10, 11, 12-ish games. Um, but, I mean, look at the, the difference between losses and recoveries there. That That's where I have the concern. And whilst I know the percentage losses are much lower in our own half at 28.9, the amount of losses compared to recoveries is significant. It's a big, big gap. And that comes down to an experience. He's still a very young player, and that will improve. But I want to see more of Lamptey before I really make kind of a final judgment about I'm not quite sure yet if he's the guy for Arsenal, because he's he is very, very risky as a player. Let's have a look at his passing and see how he gets on in that area. This season, um, he's got how many assists? No assists so far this season, despite and that means he has a zero point one XA, which is very low. So despite the fact that he's you know, and obviously this doesn't come down to the fantasy football assists, which are very, very different. Um, this is the real world assists and he hasn't managed to notch any, according to to this so far. Um, and 3.02 passes into the final third, passes into the penalty area, 4.14 with 39.6% accuracies. It's, it's frequent, but I'd like to see that accuracy a bit higher. Passing into the final third is very good though, at 65.7% accuracy there. And the forward to backward passes, that's weird. <laughs> the backward passes are 10.95 compared to 8.19. What was Bellerin? What was Bellerin for those? I, I'll be, I don't think I looked at that side of things for Bellerin. So let's have a quick check of what Bellerin's uh, passing stats were. 12 to 10. More progressive. More forwards. And whilst... Don't get me wrong. I, I want to see us move on from Bellerin and upgrading him. But that's, that's telling. That's telling once again. So... There you go. Very, very interesting. Uh, Let's see what some of you guys are saying about in reaction to these. Alfred says, we need a left back. Kieran Tierney is nowhere near as fit as Granit Xhaka. He has a terrible injury record too. Left back, uh thomas left back <laughs> don't call me thomas uh the brotherhood says uh surely max aarons is closer to a T and style right back yeah he is i agree with you uh jms says can we see mukiele and emerson's stats yeah of course you can uh let's have a look at those very quickly uh it'd be interesting to see how uh, mukiele does in terms of his attacking side of his game because then we can see how he's if he's lacking as it was put previously so let's have a look at mukiele um, and how he's getting on let's see here so uh, attacking stats for this season um, four goals one assist so far dribbles 1.6 yeah is that is low to be fair it is low progressive ones 1.76 crosses 2.35 so look have got the passing Passes into the final third, just 2.59. Many more passes. Uh, sorry, passes into the penalty area, just 2.59. Passes into the final third, 5.98 is high. Uh, and that shows you, again, being a more of a reserve right back, being the guy to play that ball through to the right winger. But the forwards, the backward passes, wow, that is an incredibly more progressive-styled right back in terms of his passing than we've seen of any of the other players. I would say that his accuracy is a bit low at 68%, but he is being a little bit more adventurous. If we have a look at his heat map there, I mean, you can see how much more he leans towards being in the defensive style, and he's got that lower end in the in the attacking third of the pitch. But that's fine for me, as long as those passes that are going into the final third reach their mark, and, and that's a bit of a question. at 788 78.2% passing accuracy is, is not the best. He wants to pass forwards. He's being more proactive, but that is coming at a bit of a cost. Defensively, though, wow, 8.3 defensive duels per game, 61.5 of them being won, nearly six interceptions per match. Uh, the losses are high at 12, but the recoveries are also high behind him. If you are going to see them in a negative manner like that, at least they're both high and recoveries are also uh decent. You're not seeing anywhere near as high of the losses being in his own half, uh as Bellerin, for instance, and 31.6% of those recoveries in the actually in the opposition's half, but that's quite impressive. Let's have a look at Emerson to round off things, and then we'll probably call it a bit of a day. Let's look at Emerson. Here we go. Stats for this season. Let's have a quick look and let's go to the offensive side. Um, this season, two goals, four assists, uh, 2.56 crosses, 3.2 dribbles. That's decent, uh, especially with 54.7% uh, winning accuracy on those. 7.34 offensive duels is also good. 1.82 progressive runs. is slightly on the lower side. Passing um 4.75 passes the final third and nearly three passes into the penalty area is good on both fronts and again a very good passing ratio of 17 forward passes to just under 10 backward passes also good passing accuracy at 83.8 percent is better and the accuracy of forward passes at 75.1 is also better defensively Wow! Again, eight point three two defensive jewels, sixty one point one percent of those being one is good. Over five interceptions per match, and look at that losses to recovery ratio, much closer at nine point seven three to five point, uh, So eight point five nine, sorry, really strong and I like the fact that that's much closer together. So I think Emerson gives you kind of the best of both worlds and probably would be one of the better options. Um, in, in regards to kind of what we're looking about. that, um, Matt Thornton says, how about Ricardo Pereira from Leicester? I think this is a really good option, but I think he's someone that would cost a fair chunk of money. Leicester wouldn't let him go on the cheap, but they have got Castagna. They have got Justin. They may be willing to do business but it's yeah you know it's very very good. Um let's go to Ham who says people forget how out of depth Aaron's looked in the prem two seasons ago albeit he had a pull defence around him but not really convinced by it. He's he was very young and he's grown too like he's grown two seasons since then or just no one season it's just been one season since then hasn't it? Um so I'm I i do not know if I don't know if that's too harsh, Am. I think that might be a, I think that might be a little bit harsh. I think he has developed significantly. And you don't get linked. He's being linked to the likes of Barcelona to Bayern Munich. They know Bayern definitely know about getting a decent player in. So there's it's not it's not like uh what's the word I want to use? I don't. Th- I don't think he's overrated. It's probably the best way to put it. Bram De Jong says, uh, "Tom, who do you prefer? My choice would be Emerson. Honestly, if we could get Emerson in, I'd be very, very happy. Very, very happy." Uh, Tiger says, "I would bring in Vindal uh, and Mulder from Sassuolo. I don't know much about Mulder. Vindal is obviously a left back and could provide some good competition for Tierney. I think he's only 21, so that's that's not bad." Uh, Manu says, "Tom, is it possible to bring Charles Watch? Charles Watch would be very, very, very welcome on the channel, but he's he's a very busy man. It's fair to say. So, uh, but very, maybe you guys should start tweeting him. Get on TGT, Charles. Come on, son, do something. Uh, that's the only way it's going to happen." Zamir says, "Could we compare Tranquillana with Juan Bustacker stats to see what we're looking at?" Um, Zamir, we're going to be going down loads of different routes of um, <laughs> of looking at different people. Um, so I'm sure that we can do that at some stage when we go into kind of the actual positions we know about a little bit later on but I'm going to wrap things up there because I've got to go to work At 3, getting over at 101 Great Goals, so make sure you check out the content that will be coming out from there this afternoon, as always. Also, go check out Deluded Guna. I was on with him at 12 o'clock today, so there's a a video on his channel that's out with me and him talking about lots of Arsenal-based stuff. If you've enjoyed today's video, I'd really appreciate it if you could drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here, which I'm hoping plenty more of you are. I will see you tomorrow for the preview show at 3 p.m. UK time. be joined by a few of my members. We discuss Arsenal's match against Liverpool, and then on Friday, we've got the Let's Talk Arsenal show, which is going to be early. That show is not going to be at 5 pm like usual. I can only hold my hands up and apologize, um, but I am busy in the afternoon, so we're moving LTA to the earlier point, probably around 11 am UK time. So, apologies to our Western listeners who might be a bit early for you guys, but our Eastern listeners. Might be able to be a little bit more in tune with things and you'll be able to tune in, of course, if you're working in the day in Europe. Apologies, but you can still catch up with the show. So lots of stuff still to come and, of course, we've got the game against Liverpool on Saturday. I'll be joining Hugh Izzy for that and, of course, be back on here straight after the game to react live with you guys and get your thoughts and feelings and and lots of just reaction to it. And hopefully very soon, we'll also be able to show you what the channel's going to look like. It's going to look very different. It's going to look very slick and it's going to look very good. And we're going to relaunch a couple of things as well and get you more involved with the channel. We'll let you know how that goes when it happens. It's been a pleasure to speak to you guys as always. I will see you again very, 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 very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute.